0: Welcome to the Weekly Beat by Mansa, with your hosts Arnold Segawa, Maggie Mutesi, and Dumi Jere, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa. Greetings and uh, welcome to this edition of the weekly beat, of course, brought to you by Mansa. My name is Arnold Segawa, and as always, uh, we're joined by a resident in uh, crime, or should I say residents in crime, uh, Dumi Jera. is uh, joining us from Joburg, and uh, Maggie Motasi. I'm not very sure where she is. I think she's in Kenya now. Maggie, let me start with you. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing okay, Arnold. I'm in Nairobi.
0: Dumi? No, I'm all right, my brother. You well? Not too bad, not too bad. This uh, Joburg winter is uh, doing uh, rounds on me, but uh, we we still survive. Uh, Fascinating news, of course, uh, coming in with the Jacob Zoom. I don't know what you made of it. On the one hand, it's an upholding of the
2: democracy and constitution, I guess. On the one hand, it's sort of sad to see him in that position, man. Um, I wish he had just gone to the commission and said his two cents,
0: but here we are. Maggie, Uncle Jacob, what's your two cents?
1: I don't know what to make of uh, Dumi's comments, though. There's got to be accountability, Dumi. And uh, for me, I think that... this needed to happen. It's just been a game of I won't show up, he will show up and he even makes fun of it on social media. And this is not how things are supposed to be, especially when you're trying to make leaders accountable of some of these things they do or even corruption. Okay,
0: okay. Game of Thrones, South Africa.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, We're quite unsure who the the stocks are, but uh, um, Mm -hmm. of course, this is uh, The Weekly Big brought to you by Mansa, and uh, we're all about uh, economic financial news. Uh, We'll get into the Jacob Zuma in another uh, edition of the podcast, maybe, but uh, less than six weeks ago, we got confirmation that uh, Ethiopia awarded its uh, telecoms license to a consortium led by Kenya's Safaricom, as the East African nation seeks to open up the lucrative uh, telecoms sector, which is, of course, controlled right now by the state-owned Telecom. Now, this particular consortium that uh, won this time around uh, this bid actually includes uh, Britain's uh, Vodafone, uh, South Africa's Vodacom, and of course they offered to pay a whooping eight hundred fifty million US dollars for the license, which of course trounced uh, the second uh, bidder, who I would say is uh, MTN, that they came in with uh, six hundred million US dollars for their bid. Let me start with you, Maggie. Your two cents on this. After that, uh, Dumi, you can jump in wherever.
1: It was an interesting bid, Arnold. There were lots of uh, all these players who really wanted to get into the market. Uh, Ethiopia is a huge market. I mean, we're talking about 100 million people. And uh, we're talking about a country that had just liberalized telecommunications. I think for me, it was quite interesting to see the players in the bid. But uh, how it ended up, I know... Probably Safari had uh, much more to give. I think they planned to invest about 8.5 billion US dollars into the continent over the years. Now we have to face it
2: though. From my side, even when you look at the technological experience that uh, the SafariCom consortium was bringing versus MTN. MTN seemed to be operating alone. Whereas uh, Safaricom decided to partner with uh, Japan's Sumitomo. In the consortium, there's also Vodacom, Vodafone, uh, even the British uh, Development Finance Agency CDC group. They also formed part of the 850 bid for the license. So they seem to be bringing a lot more expertise to the table. A grouping of whatever technological advancements or whatever the British might be bringing to the table versus the Kenyans and uh, their know-how of the East African market. Formidable competitor, really. That aside, though, I really was hoping for Ralph. For those that don't know, Ralph is the CEO of MTN. So, And I really wanted the MTN group to get it because um, he's trying to make a mark on the African continent. And um they haven't quite ruled out that they might make a second attempt to win uh, a telecom's license in Ethiopia. So
0: we'll see how that goes. Mm, mm. Of course, as you mentioned, uh, Dumi, Ralph Mopita is uh, uh, the current CEO. I remember interviewing him as the CFO at the time for uh, MTN a while yes, back, yes, yes, yes. some years back. Mm. Yeah, yeah, He's, he seems like a decent guy. But uh, I cannot rule out hubris because uh, you have 280 million customers, right? And uh, you put to the table 600 million, Right. Uh, which is nowhere near the 850 million that uh, the Safaricon consortium is bringing to the table. What do you say would have informed such a meager bid? I want to call it hubris because 600 million is nowhere near. This is euros, if I'm not mistaken is nowhere near what the, the competitors actually brought to the table. And I think Maggie, you can jump in again. Uh, Dumi, you can uh, also comment on this at any time because I, I do not get the maths here.
1: For me, I'll just add on the fact like Dumi mentioned, away even from the money because the money like you've mentioned Arnold is far away. Like it's a lot of money compared to what MTN was bringing on the table. But also I know you guys are rooting for MTN but this is an industry that I also feel like keeps evolving in terms of innovation, in terms of a lot. I felt like I still was rooting for Safaricom and for coming from my place in Kenya, for me, I felt like this market, if I had a chance, I would put Safaricom in every African market, not to sound too biased in a way, but this for me also mm. comes back to what are you bringing to the table in terms of innovation, connectivity, and all of that. I know there's the new MTN CEO trying to turn around a lot of things, but it could be too late. I don't want to think about
2: that. Well, Arnold, I, I sort of disagree. You Like, 600 million is a lot of money.
1: Not compared to 850.
2: Oh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. But, Arnold, you mentioned that um, you once interviewed Ralph uh, when he was still the CFO. So, transitioning mm-hmm. from a CFO into uh, now the CEO, he's a person who's got a grip on the numbers at MTN for the group. So, mm-hmm. I would think and I would assume. If I also put on my uh, chartered accounting hat, that um one, they probably would have looked at the potential hurdles that were on the journey. They would look at the license conditions on the bid, and then they look in-house at their capital allocation framework and say, OK, so given all our other markets, what is it that we need to do in this market, in that market, in that market? Uh, will this allow us to actually go into Ethiopia and make an impact? So having then taken all of those factors into consideration, then you see the opportunity from a strategic point of view and say, OK, 600, let's put it on the table. Maybe once this license comes in, we're hoping that maybe Ethiopia will allow us to offer our mobile money services. That way we'll gain more money and that uh, will boost from our 600 million. We can actually make more and use that for the infrastructure and the development. When I put on like a CFO hat, I would think that's how Ralph and the team were thinking. But I also then read something that the government changed the rules after the deadline. In LMA, it said that the licensees could offer those services, but they had earlier denied that possibility. So MTN had factored all of that in the consideration in making the bid to say, okay, so... If we put on the 600, we'll make more from these extra services. And then the government changes the rules at the last minute and that threw them off.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, um, I don't think I can uh, categorically confirm, not deny that particular uh, statement, But what I can actually confirm is the fact that other bidders, the likes of Orange, if you're from Tupole-Francais, Orange, uh, Etty Salat, and Zane, the three players who initially mm-hmm. actually expressed interest in obtaining the license, but it looks like they're actually comparing for a 45% stake in uh, Ethio Telecom which is also on the table. Now, uh, the thing that you touch on, Dumi, is around mobile money. Now, it looks like this is a very gray area. Apparently, uh, there are some reports that foreign companies were not allowed to play in the mobile money space. And this may be through the likes of MTN Off. Maybe that is what informs the $600 million valuation that well, they brought to the table. Um, but what does it say if the likes of Orange and Zane are walking away? Is it even worth it? Uh, don't get me started on the instability and uh, the potential civil war that we mm-hmm. saw in uh, Tigray. There seems to be a lot more going
2: on in Ethiopia currently. And perhaps that's why, like you're mentioning, Orange and um, all the other guys, that's why they probably took a back seat and said, maybe let's not go in. Because I would also imagine if I was in Rouse's position, I would also weigh that risk. Okay, uh, look at the risk metrics and say, okay, does it makes sense for us to go in or should we maybe stay put it's a big population so once you successfully make it and build a brand for yourself you're likely to succeed but is it worth it you know the
0: give and take Mm. Uh, Maggie, you're the CEO of Maggie Telecom. How do you see yourself playing this out? Uh, Would you rather go for the 45% stake in uh, Ethio Telecom, uh, which is, of course, it has the monopoly, it has the state, and then you uh, jump in there and get a 45%. Obviously, they've been in the business for over 20 years. Or would you try your luck and go in there as a big MTN?
1: Oh, my God, Arnold. I take this honestly. I think the bigger the risk the better. For me, I feel like you just have to go in. There is a risk, but that means that, you know, within that risk, there is also a big opportunity. I would still have gone in bigger.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but guys, we're really running out of time. Just in one sentence, your two cents on this, the second round might be coming in a few months, is what they say. Uh, your two cents. Let me start with you, Dumi. Maggie, wrap it up.
2: I think when we try to be positive, we can credit Ethiopia's prime minister. Abby for opening up Ethiopia's health, the commerce, and transport sectors through you know the new investment laws that he has come up with, and that has been key in his re-election campaign. If I'm talking to Ralph, I would want him to really look closely at uh, how easy is it going to be to repatriate the profits because there's a crippling foreign exchange crunch in the country, uh, inflation that's consistently exceeding around 20. percent I would look at those closely, as well as the instability that's uh, from the Tigray. Uh, how long has it been going on now? Seven months or so? Yeah, I'll really reweigh the risk metrics uh, to see if it's worth it going ahead or not. Thank you.
1: For me, I think I would love to see what happens in the next two months. There's a round two. And um, with uh, the amount of money the consortium plans to put into Ethiopia, I want to overlook what's happening now and look at the years. If all goes as planned, how they're going to change the industry within Ethiopia. I am very, very optimistic. If consortium goes ahead with the plans and and the amount of money they've put on the table to invest, I would love to see what is going to change uh, within the country. Uh, other than that, I'm glad that uh, Ethiopia is now open for business. I think this is a good thing.
0: Thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, thank you, Dumi and Maggie, for that, for making time as always. Uh, the weekly beat is available on demand. If you missed anything in the course of the week, just visit the website. That's mansamedia.africa pure and not very conversant with the keyboard. You need to start with the www.africapure. If you're on Twitter, just try to check out man, at Mansa underscore media. From me and the entire gang, have a lovely week. The Weekly Beat by Mansa. With your hosts, Arnold Segawa, Maggie Mutesi, and Dumi Jerry. Giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa.